What is up my dudes, welcome to the Bitchin' Brew podcast, my name is Danny Randon and as always I'll be your host, uh, coming to you on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Acast, if it's your first time listening to Bitchin' Brew, then welcome, this is a conversational podcast that I host with musicians and people in the music industry, we talk about music and other miscellaneous subjects, go off on plenty of tangents, if you've listened before, uh, if you're returning then welcome back, this is episode number 13, unlucky for for some, certainly not for us. My guests on this show are Guy Keltner, who is the main man behind the band Acid Tongue. Um, he's also joined by his uh, occasional live bassist, Alessio. He's come along for the ride too on this one. And oh boy, it's, uh, it's a real good. And I don't know if you read in the description, this was recorded in a pub. Uh, in Portsmouth while the band were on their UK tour a couple of months ago and it's a little more raucous from the normal programming usually it's very chilled out over hot beverages Um, but when I was organising this podcast and trying to get the recording together I remember getting a message from Guy just saying let's go drink some goddamn ale that was literally what he said and so I was like oh this is going to be fun so it is um, a little bit different, but it's still really cool. I laughed, I must admit, I laughed aloud to parts uh, while editing this. Guy is a, a great dude. He's uh, he's very loud and honest and uh, full of energy, as you will hear. I, I, was, I was thinking about how to introduce Guy, because I think a lot of people would, you know, I, I would use the word obnoxious, but I think a lot of people would hear that word and uh, think that it would be sort of uh, a negative word. But I'm not using it as a negative word at all. I think he's just very charismatic and, and like I said, very loud and uh, quite brutal in places. Uh, I actually had to uh, actively edit some stuff out of this podcast just for, well, potentially legal reasons <laughs> but uh, he's a really great guy and Alessio's just really chilled out as well great to chat to uh, Acid Tongue put out their debut album earlier this year shortly after we recorded this the album is called Babies it came out in the US on Freak Out Records which is a label that Guy Co runs uh, in Brooklyn New York City but in the UK it came out through our friends over at Failure by Design Records Speaking of which, before we go into the podcast, I just wanted to shout out Failure by Design because they are doing a label showcase in London on January 20th, 2018, of course. It's at the Shacklewell Arms in the cool part of town. There's two reasons you should go. Uh, number one is because it's free, and number two because it features nearly all of the bands that are currently on the uh, Failure by Design roster, with the exception of Acid Tongue and uh, one or two other of the artists. The bands that are playing are Guillotine, Heavy Hearts, I Told You I'd Eat You, Lightcliff, and Weather State. They'll also be doing DJ sets into the wee hours, so come along, I'll be there. I'll be drinking many a can of Holston pills and kicking it with the Failure by Design guys, so make sure that you join us on January 20th, 2018 at the Shacklewell Arms in London. I'll be putting a link in the description so you can join the Facebook event and uh, get the lowdown on it. Back to Acid Tongue, and before we go into my chat with Guy and Alessio, I wanted to play a song off of Acid Tongue's aforementioned debut album. If you haven't heard the band before, they are psychedelic uh, pop, rock and roll crossover kind of thing. It's got tons of personality and 
uh, attitude. It sounds amazing. The production's great on the record. And I think if you dig your 60s rock and roll, uh, or if you dig your sort of more contemporary indie music on the psychedelic tip, Either way, I think you're going to really find something to adore in Acid Tongue. So we'll dive straight into the main bit of the podcast straight after this one from Acid Tongue. Uh, This song is called Humpty Dumpty. Stick around. Hold me in your hand 
so are you into the real ale thing whenever you're over here? Because it's like ale a big thing over I'm, in the States. Like. We have better beer. Okay. We have, so I'm from Seattle. Yeah. And Seattle and Portland have more microbreweries per capita than, than anywhere, like probably other than like Belgium. <laughs> so that's where you go for beer. Like that's yeah. the best place in the country to get beer. Like, and when I'm here, there's some good beers in England for sure. Mm. But I fucking love these garbage flat fucking ales. Dude, they're, they're half, they're piss warm. <laughs> Fuck, it's just so quintessentially British. Mm. And um, usually this is a, a hot beverage-based podcast, but I guess brew can mean beer as well. Yeah. It is a bitch and brew. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, what, what have you gone for? You've gone for a pint of Timothy you know, the Taylor. Landlord. <laughs> the landlord. The landlord. The landlord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what are your tasting notes right now? You say it's just... Horrific. It's good. <laughs> it's good. No, 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 this is good. The one that's really fucking gross is... Uh, the, the, the not Motorhead what is it um, the Trooper one the Trooper Iron Maiden oh it's so disgusting Trooper they sell that shit in the states and they have to like buy it like special it's pretty gross it's fucking terrible I don't know why anybody back in the states would fucking go to a store and get that it's just it's disgusting and then Doom Bar that's the other gross one whoa Doom Bar's alright Doom Bar causes diarrhea <laughs> Are you, do you know this first time? I do. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I remember touring out here the first time, and I'm just, just drinking these ales every day, and I don't know if it's how they're stored or what, but there's different bacteria than I think I'm used to back home, and I just remember having horrible stomach pains. And I'm in the, I'm in the back seat of the van, and everybody's like, what's wrong with Guy? And then I'm, I'm like, wait, hasn't he been drinking ale all week? <laughs> <laughs> it just you know just it's like a festival diet oh disgusting <laughs> it's disgusting well as I was saying earlier welcome to Portsmouth is it, is it your first time in this te- in this city is it's it the first, first time in Portsmouth first time in Portsmouth yeah. but you were in Brighton the other day yeah so yeah I'm, I'd imagine like because you live you live in Brooklyn now right I live in Brooklyn now yeah so I'd imagine there's a lot of similarities between Brighton and Brooklyn the part of Brooklyn I live in for sure yeah, yeah. I, Brighton actually is weird it reminds me a little bit of San Francisco too mm. it's got like I don't, you haven't been there. This is going to be your first trip there when we go on tour next time. Yeah, I've been some time. Oh, you're going to love San Francisco. Oh, I know, I am. It's beautiful. Yeah, uh, but Brighton reminds me of what San Francisco used to be like before tech right. got involved. Um, San Francisco used to be fucking tons of young people, a lot of university students. Mm. Did you live there? I was born there. Oh, you were born in San Francisco? Born in San Francisco, yeah. So when did you move to Seattle? We moved to Seattle when I was a teenager. Mm. Pre-teen, pre-teen, teen, <laughs> that age. You know, I grew up in Seattle, yeah. I'd say. Like, it's where I di- identify with that, you know, that's my home. Yeah. Um, so that was great, man. I highly recommend it. I've, you know, I've never really been. I've been to like two places in the States before and it's sort of burning me up inside that I haven't really explored it more. I've been to New York and to Florida and that's about it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Florida's fucking gross. <laughs> it's, it's nice out all the time and you got the water, but yeah. fucking people there, man. What, what do you love most about them? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what sort of did you love most about growing up in Seattle? Um, <laughs> you can be... 
any other city in America, like, I mean, sure, if you're in a rock band in high school, you're cool, maybe, mm. but, like, you know, EDM's a thing now, hip-hop's a thing, you know, there's so many other genres of music, mm. pop is just so different than it used to be, rock is not mainstream anymore, it's just yeah. not cool. I'd, and, ima- I'd imagine when you say that you're from Seattle to, like, someone you've just met or something, or that you grew up in Seattle, they immediately just jump to, oh, you must have loved grunge, right? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So, I should put some context to the fact of who people are talking yeah, about. Yeah, Alessio is my bass player. He's from Italy. Yeah. yeah. I was going to do like a proper introduction in a minute. I mean, Guy yeah. and Alessio, welcome to Bitch and Brew. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Alessio, you, you're from, uh, where, where are you from? I'm from Italy. Born you're from Greece, yeah. But uh, I moved down to England. I moved to London to uh, go to college. Oh, nice. I was here for seven years and I just recently moved to Paris. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So, uh, how, how long have you been in Acid Tongue now? Uh, is this your first tour? Year and a half. This is like my fourth tour, fifth tour probably with Acetone. It's probably a year and a half, I guess. He's, he's our go-to bass player when we can afford to fly him in or when we're out here. Yeah. So is it kind of like a rotating band thing that you've got going on yeah. where like everyone is kind of based in different places? I mean, how does that work? It's an open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Polyamorous. Yeah, it's just a tip. <laughs> so, yeah. So sorry, we're talking about we're talking about um, Seattle earlier. So yeah. When, when did you when did you move to Brooklyn? Uh, I moved to Brooklyn because of work. Wow. Okay. Seattle's really fucking. I can't talk highly enough about Seattle. Okay. But just like with San Francisco, there is this problem with the tech industry right now, and Seattle's having an identity crisis. Okay. It, it, San Francisco did too, and they're still in the middle of it. San Francisco is more expensive than Brooklyn is right now. Right. It's just one of those cities where it just jacked up the price to have Apple, and all these companies are so close nearby. And in, in Seattle, it's Amazon. Right. That's really. You know, is is um, San Francisco quite close to sort of Silicon Valley and all of that? That is, I mean, it's just south of San Francisco. Yeah. So everybody lives in SF and mm. commutes to wherever. <laughs> Uh, yes, you can't fucking afford a place anymore. And you know, Seattle was great when I used to pay four or five hundred bucks for rent and could have a rehearsal space where I threw down a little bit and managed to get as many rehearsals in as I want. You know, I mean, I, 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 I cut my teeth there. So it was a great community to kind of explore what you're doing. It's cheap, it was cheap. Yeah, and well, you know it's pretty cheap at least, and it was easy to get work in music. It's got a fucking great music scene. Uh, there's a lot of like personality there, mm. and it's a, it's a really gorgeous city. Man. It's yeah. a small city, so it's you know three or four times the size of Brighton. But like yeah. that's it. That's what's there. There's no London around it. You know, it's a, yeah. L- just, London, yeah. London's quite a confusing place to be because it's kind of like where does London end and so. Uh, this ship begins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This feels like we're still kind of in the shadow of London here. You know, we're not. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're you know what, 45, 50 miles away, and we're still kind yeah, of like. About that. I bet there are people who take the train tomorrow morning to go to work. In you know what? It is. You know, we're on a commuter route to London here, yeah. so there are a lot of people that just commute like 90 minutes every day on the train. Oh, I'm sure. I, I couldn't do it. Like the. I blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> Especially with the state of like the rail service over here. Like we yeah. don't even. Need to get into that. I mean, I'm sure if you want to. 
Is this going to be like therapy yeah, now? Bitch just... and bitch. And bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can ask Connor and Ben about that because they're based just outside of London. Oh, I know. I just stayed with Ben this week in Guildford. I stay with them a lot because I don't like staying in London. I like London, but I always end up getting too fucked up there. Spending way too much. We just party too much out there. It's easy because all our friends live there, and they all want to fucking go out every night. You can do it any night of the week. It's just like New York City. It's just like a lame New York City. <laughs> so you were there last. Uh, was it was it whole last night or was it I was ripping? Right <laughs> These fucking god awful ales. Where's my fucking lamb pie? Yeah, you ordered a pie. What? I ordered a fucking pie, and it's not here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the pie. What's going on with the pie? I remember you like went up to the bar and asked if they were doing pies, and they asked the like what, he gave me. what 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 filling, and you're just like, I don't fucking care. Just, you know, so fucking, I'm, I'm like so. When I travel, I just try some, you know, I like to just do whatever the fuck is going on, you know, I don't, I'm not going and I don't have an agenda, I'm not trying to go see Portsmouth's fucking landmarks, you know, I want to come hang out with it, like the local. You're, you're not in the right part of Portsmouth for the landmarks, you need to go to old Portsmouth yeah, for that. Yeah, I don't give a shit, no, fuck, fuck that. <laughs> do you not do much of the tourist stuff? When no, you're no. I love just hanging out. I feel like I get a way better sense of that. You know, it's more fun to travel that way. You just, whatever people put in front of you to eat, you eat. Yeah. Whatever people want to do for, for fun, you go with it, the flow. And, and you end up having a much more unique and fulfilling experience. I think that that's kind of our MO as a band. I think the guys you'll meet tonight, you know, at the show, the other two, they're they're very chill. Yeah. Well, Ian's not chill. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Everyone but Ian is chill. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Ian, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I, I don't suppose you got much of this culture when you were in Hull the other night. I mean, I've, I've never. Oh, been... I love it. I love the Northern accent. It's just so fucking rough. <laughs> they just sound like. <laughs> They just crawled out of a fucking dumpster and are talking to you. Like, where am I? I That's feel like we're gonna. You know what? I've got like a checklist of who we've got left to offend. Yeah, <laughs> You're running out. It's so funny though. Let's get out there. People who like real ale, <laughs> the pie industry. Fuck them. Fuck yeah. London. <laughs> Don't forget that. I, I've, I've no, really... I love it up there. I really do. I, I hate that people talk so much shit about. Hull and just the north in general there's obviously this divide you know out here in the country and I'm my mind is blown because like every time I go out there like everyone in Hull is super nice mm. very smart obviously it's a fucked town you know there's a lot of crime and you know especially where we just played the other day that looked fucking sketchy yeah sketchy yeah, yeah. and but it's a fucking great town still we always have a blast everyone's super cool you know there's a totally thriving scene out there mm. and it just doesn't get any credit right now they had they, well they got the cultural landmark uh, yeah, they, they, rant they, they've gone in for like City of Culture or something yeah and I hope it, I hope that like blows up because it, it's not a bad place like it's mm. super super relaxed well the, the, people, the people are cool yeah the people are way cool and I kind of like it's a super blue collar mm. you know it's got that 
working class vibe. Yeah. And you just, when you're in London, it's just not like that. No, it just no. drives me fucking nuts being there. And everybody's just so uppity. You get in the tube and it's, you get, we got shushed on the tube when we were coming back from our last tour. We were like on the tube with our gear to like drop shit off. And I got shushed. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, so, so I need context. You're on the tube. You're just chatting. I'm loud. I'm just know. shooting the shit. I'm loud, dude. He's loud. I'm loud. <laughs> and what, some guy in a suit that's just, you know. I don't remember who fucking shushed me. I just remember getting shushed and being like, are you kidding me? Like, I just blamed London. I didn't blame the guy. That's why yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone in London. That was the genesis. I got shushed. Fucking shush me on your fucking two. You should go on the New York City subway. I've been. It's you know, it's a little bit scary. You haven't lived until you've seen a homeless man masturbate on the New York City subway. (laughs) You haven't lived. I don't think that's even an anecdote we can go into at the moment. Let's go into it. Let's go into it. Let me tell you what. I'm going to set the scene. All right. 3 a.m. I'm in Queens. Okay. <laughs> Shit's getting weird. This guy's whipping his dick out. Okay. And I got off at a stop that wasn't mine and waited an extra 45 minutes to get on a different subway because this guy's wacky as shit. He's <laughs> wacky <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Back to your. Okay. I don't know what we were talking about in the first place. No. no. Yeah, I think we're off track. <laughs> My point was Seattle is great. <laughs> no, I mean the shit you hate about London is starting to happen in Seattle. Yeah. And. It's just getting big, you know, it's getting huge and it doesn't have the infrastructure to support the population. Right. Bullshit, bullshit. We're, we have too many people on the planet, you know, kill half of them, you know, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so you moved to Brooklyn for work. I feel like we should I move. mean, I moved to Brooklyn to, yeah, it's easier to get artistic work there. Yeah. I can, I can work in, in the industry far easier in Brooklyn than I could in Seattle. In, in the music industry? Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, no, that's overstatement there, sorry. I don't, I don't want to sit here and... It's cool. But I, uh, I was working at a venue in Seattle, and I was touring too much and too focused on playing music that they laid me off right. from this. I was doing marketing there. Uh, it's a place called Numo's. And sweet venue if you ever get out to the Northwest. Wait, is it like a club or it's like the a biggest independently yeah. owned club on right. the West Coast of the United States? What sort of capacity was it like? Seven fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got something like fairly similar, a little bit smaller down the road called the Wedgwood Rooms, which is like a really tight venue. It's like two venues if you double up the capacity. Yeah, it was two. Good. We had one downstairs that was two hundred cap, and then upstairs was seven fifty. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So probably a lot different from the. 30 capacity room you're playing tonight. But, yeah. Is, it, yeah. is it 30 caps tonight? Uh, I, I don't no, know. It's like 100 I mean, caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I, I actually have only ever seen a gig there once, but... Um, 30 people will look full. <laughs> yeah. you know. The first 30 get a free uh, sticker. It was, it was, a free sticker. It was a festival. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I missed your um, your label mates when they were in town because I told you I'd eat you did a tour here. I mean, have oh, you had a chance to yeah. check out much of the roster from um, Failure by Design? We, yeah, what do you, I'm on that label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't listen to emo or screamo or pop punk or any of that shit. But mm. uh, what? I'm offending everybody. I might as well. Uh, no, it's not that I don't like it. I just yeah. Not, I mean, honestly, I like Ben and Connor. You know, the guys that run it. So we have we, we're like a Venn diagram with like a really robust center, mm-hmm. but just this huge like 
pieces that don't overlap, you know? I have my own shit that I like. And yeah. They, they, but they listen to everything. They know? do. I think they're just friends with that crowd, you know? Yeah. And they do the pop-punk, you know, emo thing. I think there's that kind of scene going on in Guildford as well. There's a big... Oh, one. yeah, Surrey yeah, the Guildford South London. So even in London, and, and when you go up north, like, the like the, the, spot, the shows those guys get in Leeds. Like, I, I, you know, I've been on some of those clothes with those bands, and it's crazy how much we're fucking yeah. I mean, like you were saying about the Guildford scene, it's, it's amazing, and it's, it's you know, slow, slowly diversifying, uh, diversifying away from pop punk, because I don't know if you've heard uh, Ben's brother, Charlie, plays in a band. I love Ben's br- brother's band. Charlie's band is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played with Charlie's band, the Artel, the old band that he was in, yeah. and they were great. Mm. And then he had one in between, uh, he was in Big Bug with this guy, mm. you know Big Bug? Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Big Bug was great. I was just with the, the singer from that band was out at our show last night. He's, I'm trying to get him to sign a publishing deal with my label. Right. I want to start dealing with his music, you know, I'm trying so to get it in, like, commercial. This is the PSA for that now. Like. Yeah, I'm telling him right now. I'm going to bring, no, he knows. He, we're, we're talking about it. I, I'd, love, I'd love to get his music out there. Is this know? who you were up with until 7 a.m.? No, I was up with him. No, we were just drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just drinking. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we said horrible. We, we don't mix business and leisure. No, 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 no. We just talked <laughs> shit. We, we basically sat on the couch while Ian slept on an air mattress, and we sat there swigging fucking whiskey together till <laughs> <So> seven a.m. <laughs> I want to talk a little, a little bit about you know the music, seeing as you know you're in town. It's the tour. You're about to bring the album out, which is super cool. I'm super excited to hear it. Um, with the two tracks that we've heard so far. Um, I've noticed that the production and the instrumentation is getting sort of bigger and bigger with each release. Is this like an intentional thing you're having? No. It's my money going into it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a money thing. Right. Because I remember when I, like, I I heard the I Die Driven EP when I first went to go and do the podcast with Connor when he was on here. And, uh, you know, knowing... Ben was in town when we recorded that. He was in Seattle when I did that record. Right. I was going to ask how you guys kind of got involved with, um, I was, with Failure by Design. I was in a band called Fox and the Law, yeah. and we played live on KEXP in Seattle. And they they saw us on the, the KEXP YouTube channel. Right. And they emailed us. And we're like, hey, we're doing a split with all these bands and yada yada. And I was like, dude, I want to fucking play in England. Take the song, but get me out there. And so they put out the next Fox and Law record out right. there, and we started. We did we did two records with them. I, I think we did uh, Stone to Death and then The Trouble with People. And then we broke up, and they were in town kind of before we broke up. But they were uh, Ben and Charlie were visiting me. They were staying with me for about ten days, and they. Uh, came into the studio and saw the birth, the birth of Acetone. Yeah. And we're like, we gotta put this out when, when let us know when shit goes down. So was there a lot of time between Fox and Raw breaking up and you starting Acetone or did it kind of cross over? Uh, I started Acetone because I was getting bored with Fox and Raw mm. because it was very much a pigeonholed genre. Fox and Raw was very stoner rock. Right. Uh, glammy stoner shit <laughs> a lot of solos yeah uh, a lot of loud I mean who doesn't love solos solos are everything. still great yeah like... I love solos <laughs> but, uh, but I just got it's just a different environment you know it's, it's mostly male audience mm. bearded sweaty 
new tattooed biker dudes. You know, it's just not my scene. Yeah, I'm a scrawny fucking long-haired dipshit <laughs> that doesn't want to... I'm swigging ale, man. <laughs> you think? Where's the pie, by the way? Where's the pie? pie? I want my pie. I paid for a fucking pie. I better get a pie. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna send you with the receipt. Alessio. You go wave the receipt. When you pull some European shit and just wave the receipt in front of his face. Here. Here's a train ticket. Go ask him where our pie is. Here's a train ticket, buddy. Go ask him where our pie is. Did you expect that I was, you were just going to be weird? No, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to be very polite. Yeah. I thought you were going to love London. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful city. I really like <laughs> So, I was doing Fox a lot. And I was getting tired of it. And I was writing pop songs that would not fit that band anyway. So it wasn't even, it would be a detriment to that band to try and put it out. Yeah. So I was like, I need, a, I need a change. I'm going to record this little EP. They happened to be visiting. We had just, I had just come back from a European tour with that band. I was back home. Ben and Charlie came and stayed with us. And around that time, Ian and I had started kicking around the idea of playing together. Right. And he's a great graphic designer. He does all sorts of cool, you've seen our artwork and shit. Yeah, like yeah. That. That's as big a part of it as anything, mm. you know. And um, so we started playing the songs that I was writing. And, yeah. Had an EP in like two days, three days or something. We basically went in and busted that thing out like that. So is this the I Die Dreaming EP? Yeah. Yeah. And then we we put that out pretty quickly after that. And KEXP started playing that a ton. And then I came to Europe again with Box and the Law, and we were we had done another record, and so we dropped that and we were on tour. And this guy Ryan O'Gandy is a. a lives in London and he's in a band called the Greasy Slicks and he's playing with like test cards in your favourite city yeah uh, yeah <laughs> no I mean he's got a cool thing going he's in Bromley actually he's like right. okay so, so it's kind of like not South East like, like you know burby suburban London you know uh, but I went and stayed with his folks after the end of that tour I was just that was a tour where everybody was like hammered the entire time and I just needed to like sober up for a week. And so Ryan and I cut the other EP, uh, Beautiful Disaster. And I think that was kind of that week where I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna, when I get home, I'm gonna break up Fox and the Lawn, I'm just gonna focus on this. So did you record the two EPs basically on your own? Back to back, yeah, on our own. Like, yeah, I was on my own basically. Well, no, I mean, I had Ian on the first one. Right. And then Ryan did the drums and a lot of the production. So he, he produced the whole thing himself, but right. we just did it in his basement. So those two guys, I mean, you know, they're, they're as quintessential as anything. Yeah. And then Jason, he played on the first EP, but Jason's what he were player on tour right now. Yeah. He just is somebody that Ian knew through his girlfriend, and he texted him, like, the night before, and was like, hey, can you uh, come to the studio tomorrow? And so Jason, we liked, you know, he came in, he threw some keys down, and we're like, do you want to join the band? And, uh, you know, and that's been, it's been about two and a half years since all that was going down. And so who's actually playing on the album? Um, on the album, there's like 11, 8 of us, 11 of us, something like that. I don't know, a bunch of people. Um, Alessio, did you play on the album? I'm not playing on the debut album, no. no. My, my drummer from Fox and Law Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm going to be on the next album. Okay. Yeah, we already he already started. is on the next album. Yeah, yeah, we already started recording it. That's cool. Yeah, Alessio came in later. I was on tour with his band in, in London, all over. We got along well. And now he's here. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Miami Pie. <laughs> 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 so seriously, why you're like smothering your pie in gravy? I love gravy. <laughs> and we got a lot. Oh, look at this. Now we're all here now. It's I'll try it. It's, yeah. chi- it's gravy on chips, I think, in the States. I've always been. We're talking about the North. Oh, yeah, that's some fucking British shit. Mm. You guys put mayonnaise on shit. And fucking... Well, we don't put mayonnaise on chips. You fucking that's savages. A French thing. Yeah. That always reminds me of that bit in Pulp Fiction where they're talking about what they call a hamburger in McDonald's. Royale. They do call it Royale. Royale. With I cheese. ordered one when I was in France. <laughs> It always feels like the most uncultured thing to do to go to a McDonald's like when you're in when you're like on holiday or visiting a foreign country, but sometimes it's just quicker and easier. It is just the thing to do when you mm. eat something now. Yeah. My girlfriend and I just did it. We were waiting for the um, ferry delay to get over to Dover and her and I were just fucking exhausted from driving. It was like in the car for like eight hours, you know. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Mickey D's and Calais, France. Boiled veggies. Thank you, England, for your contribution to food. Thanks for thanks for boiling these veggies for me that you could have just left raw. <laughs> Would you prefer them raw, like raw carrots and raw, fuck yeah, raw man. leaves? I mean, I don't know why shit gets boiled here. You just boil out the fucking nutrients. I'm sorry I'm ripping so hard on England. I'm ripping so hard right now. I'm going so hard. I am just shitting on your country. <laughs> shitting on England so You're going to alienate every listener of, yeah. of this, of this You're podcast. You're not going to have anyone coming out for your I shows hope I hope they're in France right Thank now. You. You're going you're gonna to alienate like all four of them. All four. <laughs> all four of them. We hit a new high last week. We had eight listeners. I'd imagine if this was a Facebook Live, like everyone would tune out instantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I, I I just got back from holiday in Spain, and when we got out there, we were staying in like a resort town. We hadn't paid much money for it, so we're kind of like, we're not going there for some flashy holiday or like a city break. We're just going there for like a week of cheap sun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we land at the airport. Our flight was delayed. So we land at the airport late. Fi- finally, find our coach to get to the hotel. And the coach, you know, sits there for about an hour. And then we finally get going and we're like, oh, great, we'll be at the hotel soon. I'm exhausted and really hungry. And then it drives for about two minutes around to the other terminal and waits there for about another hour to pick up more passengers. By the time we get by the time we get to our hotel, it's about like, it's, it's probably about midnight. And we're just, Guess who's open? McDonald's. <laughs> yep. We, we're just like, let's just find some food and we can start in the morning. But I remember walking out and within like the four minute walk from the hotel to McDonald's, about seven people offered me drugs. There were British people puking in the street and I was just like, my girlfriend was just like, take me back to the airport now. This is not the holiday I wanted to go on. You know what? I hear that. Don't travel with her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, um, I put my girlfriend through hell on, on, on traveling. She hates it. Do you no, tra- she loves it. Yeah, we travel a lot together. Hmm. She's TM'd for us before. Oh, that's cool. She, she knows the rundown. She knows how much of a shit show I am. She knows about how touring goes. Oh, and- yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got, she's got to deal with all that. Yeah, for- <laughs> What what you're hearing right now is Guy and Alessio having a really fun time pouring gravy. I've never seen someone have this much fun pouring gravy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
this is like a proper pie where there's actually no pastry casing. It's yeah. just a lamb shank. Yeah, I don't get it. Topped with mashed potatoes. Does the pie good. come with the, with the actual crunch? Like, no, this is... This is good. This is good. You would rather go for like uh, in a pot a pastry, as, opp- right? as opposed to like a pastry case. Yeah, isn't it supposed to come in a pastry case? It it differs from like oh, pub okay. to pub. No, no, this is what I wanted. Well, so, it's great. It's great. Yeah, I'm, you I'm, want a lamb shake and some mash and some boiled veggies. When I said lamb, I thought he was gonna have some fucking freezer lamb that they throw in a fucking pastry casing, and instead I get. You get like fucking lamb shake like a and proper mashed potatoes lamb. on the top. This is fucking incredible. All right, so England just earned about ten points after this after this pie. <laughs> you just have to learn how to eat properly out here, you know? Yeah, that, I think that's it. Like, there's good food to be had in England. Where, where, where do you like to go when you're over here? Where, where, what's your oh, man. McDonald's? I've got. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. You gotta get curry out here. That's yeah. that's number one. You yeah. know, that is like quintessential British. It's just getting some fucking curry. Do you go like spicy or are you a bit of a oh, like? What was, where were we just at? Oh, when we were in, uh, Brick, Brook, Brick Lane. Lane. Holy shit! Man. Oh, the Brick Lane curry houses are amazing. Oh right? yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, man, what's you called? The, the monsoon. monsoon. Yeah, the and, monsoon, uh, man. I got some melt your face spicy. With like proper like Indian spicy mm. shit, and it was awesome. Yeah, and they were super nice. They treated us so well. Oh my god, they were trying to hit on my friend that was out to lunch with Which us. Which one? On Eleanor. On Eleanor. Yeah, they kept giving her free wine. <laughs> She's like, oh wait, does that mean they were trying to so hit on me oblivious. too? They gave she me was free just, beer. Like I got her high beforehand, so she has no idea she's being hit on. And it's just mowing down on some fucking Indian food. And this guy's like, would you like another white wine, ma'am? <laughs> you know, com- coming up on it. Uh, but they were great. No, it was, it was incredible. It was the best meal we've had this trip. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. I feel like we should probably go back to the record at some point. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Seeing as you're here so and you've been to the idea. effort of me sidetracked by the food. No, 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 it's cool. That's, that's the point. You know, we go off on tangents. It's cool. I like it. Um... So obviously the two songs we've heard so far, does the rest of the record kind of follow a fairly similar... I mean, by the time this yeah. podcast out, people will hear it, so I feel like this is a fairly redundant question for me. I feel like... I think this record, to me, what I wanted it to be, and I'm, this is obviously going to sound so stupid, That's you cool. know, but I wanted to make, you know, like the first Cars record, the first Devo record, you know those first... It's like ten singles, yeah. you know, like that. The first Weezer record. The first Weezer record, exactly. Where it's just like single, single, sing. That's what this record is. Like every song could hold its own by a band, and you'd be down with it. And so, I think this whole record is very diverse. Like they don't all sound alike. Yeah. But it's definitely like ten fucking singles. Awesome. That was the vibe. You know, <laughs> they're all a little bit different. My voice is still the only thing that kind of holds it all together. <laughs> kind of nasally <laughs> where, where did you make the record? Uh, Portland and Seattle right yeah we, uh, we started it in Seattle and then we finished it in Portland um, Get Loud Studios was the one we, we, we wrapped it up at we, we, Recovery Room was the other one right those are the two studios um, dude named Craig Markle runs a recovery room right. he actually also makes the pedals I use oh that's cool um, He's super cool. Do you kind so when you kind of went into a studio with him, did you have a good idea of what you wanted your guitars to sound like, or was there a lot of in studio experimentation? Oh yeah, I think we kind of figured out kind of a band we are doing the record. Right. When we got to get loud, 
Because, like, recovery room is more of, like, just a proper, like, small studio mm. that we'll track at. But Get Loud is, um, our friend Matt Drenick runs Get Loud. And he has, like, he co-owns it with, a. Uh, this guy, the guy he co-owns it with runs a, a music store in Portland called Black Book Guitars. Right. And they have every amp and guitar you'd ever want to use. Just tons. Yeah. And tons of amps and guitars and keyboards. Whatever instrument you need, you know. Mm. Uh, so that was really cool, kind of having an endless array of Equipment to just choose from, yeah. sitting in the in a, in a storage space next to us. Did you did you ever get to any point where you were just playing with so many pedals there? It was like, right, we've gone too weird. We need. I mean, honestly, the pedals were the simple part because what I was doing was just building sounds by getting good tone, you know, with the guitar and the yeah, um, you know, just the guitar. Mm. So usually I was using one or two pedals, three pedals maybe. Yeah, I'll use my pedal board. I have like probably like seven or eight pedals on my pedal board. And I'll use that live, and then to do the basic tracks on the record. But once I'm doing overdubs, it's just like guitar to amp, guitar to phaser to amp, guitar to one pedal, you know? Yeah. We basically try to find the vibe, like what's the vibe of this song, and do it from there. So we keep things pretty simple. I think really more what we did uniquely is just make pop, Songs like I don't know. Do you listen to Kurt Vile at all? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We were doing kind of that vibe, you know. Mm. It's just like I don't think we were intentionally, you know. I just think he's somebody I identify with now after listening to his music. I think he's kind of on that same wavelength of like write a good fucking song and then let's chill out and throw it down. You know? <laughs> that was it. And you know, I, picking up on the way you're using the word pop, obviously. This is like a conversation I've been having with a few people. It feels like, certainly in the last year, maybe two, pop doesn't seem like such a dirty word anymore to, oh, you know, I've to been like... I'm waiting for this moment. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like, obviously, the 90s and, you know, for the most part, the noughties, there was a lot of pop which didn't really have any identity to it. No. And we are now at a point where... So, you know, even with mainstream pop, not even like, you know, the kind of indie side of pop, you know, that we'll probably be more into, even with the mainstream side of pop, artists are now finding identity. I feel like this is the most exciting time for pop music since the 80s, like... It feels cool because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my god, your music industry is ruined, and I'm like... No, the world's ruined. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the music industry is like fine right now. Yeah. I just feel like pop back in the day was more identifying of a genre, mm. particularly. And now it's there's a ton of genres that you can put under the pop subcategory yeah. in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? There's, there's rock like, bands that are pop. There's, there's indie bands that are pop. Hip hop that's pop. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, find myself turning off the radio, and like, because I've got I've got like a cassette player in my I've got my first car like earlier this year, and it's got a cassette player. It's so old, Sweet. so I've had to start buying cassettes. But I find myself turning off the radio less. With the more, you know, unique pop songs that are now yeah. playing on the radio. Listen to Calvin yeah, there's, Harris. There's better music yeah. on the radio. I can't believe Calvin Harris finally started yeah, having some hits. You I know, know like, like years. Yeah, in I the mean, Cal Calvin Harris when he started. Like his I Created Disco album yeah. was fucking cool because he yeah. just sounded like such a fucking. It sounded a bit like a more palatable pop 
sort of radio-friendly LCD sound system. Every time I'm in an Uber in New York City, I go, oh man, who the fuck is? Oh, it's Calvin Harris again! God damn, he's everywhere right now. You know, <laughs> it's just been like that for the last year or two. You know yeah. what I mean? And then he did like massive dance floor, you know, yeah. anthems, which were totally not my thing. And now he's come out. Some of them are good. You know, now he's come out with an album which is just like proper summer pop funk. Anthems like that song he did with Pharrell and Katy Perry. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good song. Mm. You know, so I think, I think that I, you know, I'm not. Let's, let's be real. I'm not bumping that shit in my apartment. Yeah, myself. I, I wouldn't like. I, I, you know, I'll always go to Metallica first. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying. But I, uh, I am enjoying the shit out of like kind of the climate right now. Mm. I do feel like it's the first time I mean, I'm even enjoying in my adulthood like, that I've like literally been enjoying being at a nightclub. Yeah. And I'm enjoying like I'm enjoying like even the stuff that Taylor Swift and like Katy Perry and even like yeah. Miley is doing now these Mostly days. Mostly I'm enjoying some of the the controversial stuff, you know. Mm. Like I love seeing these feuds where they're being accused of whitewashing yeah. or uh, cultural appropriation. Mm. That shit gets me like that's when I get a hard on watching music shit. It's just I want to see those girls get roasted. You, you want to you want to see the controversy. You want to see like yeah, I love the controversy about it. Like it's just so good and mm. and you know fucking yeah, like they totally are stealing all sorts of ideas. What artists do, we just steal. Yeah, and they just chose to thieve in a very obnoxiously white way, and they're getting roasted for it. And it's 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 hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Watching Beyonce do her thing and then watching Taylor Swift respond to that and try to like appeal. Yeah. In the same way is like just she's doing like, I'm doing the dance too. I can do it too. It's just so <laughs> funny, man. It's it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I love it. You know, there's just it's it's a really interesting time for music. Yeah. You know? It doesn't mean it's all good, but at least the, no, the I mean, best D music is. DJ Khaled still exists. DJ so, Khaled! Another one! Oh god. We the best music! DJ Khaled! <laughs> or 299 at Sainsbury's! Can we just like I know that guy's got his whole philosophy, and, and I, I've got mad respect for his whole, like, you gotta do it. Can we just fucking kill him? Can we just agree that, Can we just fucking kill him? I am so tired of hearing his obnoxious voice yeah. on the radio. God damn it. We, just, we can kill him, right? I'm, I'm sure that can be arranged. Sorry if you're listening, DJ Carlos. <laughs> He's not listening. He's definitely not. I saw a brilliant meme the other day, which was uh, Jay-Z and DJ Khaled talking. And the speech bubble above Jay-Z said, look, I really appreciate you being here, Khaled, but I don't think we actually need you in the delivery room. <laughs> <laughs> and then Khaled's response is, yeah, but between Beyonce giving birth to the twins, who's going to say another one? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so yeah, you don't need to apologize to DJ Khaled. You should apologize to your mom for being the only listener of this podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so... What else? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, who else is there to offend? <laughs> Go on, I, okay, I've offended women. I've offended London. England in general, I would say you offended pretty much. I've offended people like Ale. This was good though. I, I didn't go for Timothy Taylor or Landlord, as it's called. I went for Starry Night, which was a, quite a nice pale ale, quite sweet. Um, 
I mean, we usually do tasting notes, but we usually do hot beverages, to be fair, so... If I had to taste the note here, I would taste the... Here we go. I got a note of that British arrogance. It wasn't even that bad. I was yeah. expecting a lot worse. Yeah, I was expecting, I was expecting something a lot worse. worse. Yeah. So there you go. Another episode of Bitchin' Brew is in the bag. Thanks so much to Guy and Alessio from Acid Tongue for hanging out with me and having a great chat. I had so much fun recording this one. I hope you had fun listening to it. Their debut album is out now and it's called Babies. It's out on Freak Out Records in the States and over here in the UK, Failure by Design Records put that little baby out uh, quite literally. Thanks for tuning into Bitch and Brew, by the way, guys. If you uh, want to subscribe, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on Acast. If you really like this episode, then maybe you could leave a nice little review uh, on the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, that shit really goes a long way. So any kind feedback that you can give is appreciated. Or, you know what, any feedback at all that you can give. I'm happy to listen and grow with your feedback. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so come and hit me up on there. It's facebook.com forward slash b.brewcast. And then on Twitter, it's much easier. It's just at bitchinbrewcast. Uh, I'm also on email as well, so if you are in a band and you've got some new music that you've got in the pipeline to release in early 2018 and you're looking for somewhere to premiere it, then why not do it through the Bitchin' Brew? Uh, I'm on email, so b.brewcast at gmail.com is the place uh, to hit me up. Let's have a chat. I'm open to all genres. Hopefully, I can do something for your band, much like you'll be doing something great for Bitch and Brew. It's been really cool premiering some music uh, over the last few episodes. I've really enjoyed doing it. So, the next episode is going to be the final episode of 2017. And back by popular demand after doing it for the first time last year, obviously 2016 was the first year that Bitch and Brew was actually a thing. And we did the Albums of the Year podcast. It was, remains to this day one of the best ones we've ever recorded. Got a great response to it. Uh, so we're doing it again, the Albums of 2017 special. We're about to record it. I'm coming to you just a few days before we're recording it. I'm happy to tell you that my guests on this podcast... Uh, on the podcast this time round will be Dan Fisher who plays in the awesome band Guillotine uh, speaking of Failure by Design Records another one of their bands See, like people are going to think that I'm like well biased towards them but I just love the bands that they put out basically and also joining me on the albums of 2017 special is the extremely talented uh, extremely charismatic extremely wonderful um, man that is James McKinnon he writes for Kerrang! magazine among other publications been wanting to get him on the podcast for a long time so you'll hear myself James and Dan in conversation over our favourite records of the year there's going to be a lot of great records to talk about and we're also going to be giving out some other awards too it's going to be a big bumper episode that's going to be out sometime before Christmas around uh, well I don't really want to put a date on it it'll be ready when it's ready but it will arrive before Christmas so make sure you're subscribed so that you can hear it first I'll pop all the links in the description uh, I'm going to leave you with another song from Acid Tongue's debut album Babies this song is called Friend Like You uh, thank you very much for listening guys this is this has been the Bitch and Brew podcast as I've mentioned about 40 fucking times now and I will see you down the road this is Acid Tongue with Friend like you.
Sometimes you're not When I hit rock bottom 